Have you ever been newly single and literally everyone you know is trying to set you up with someone? That's what happened to my guest this week, except, well, things got weird. This is the Greatest Story Ever podcast. There comes a time when all the cosmic tumblers have clicked into place and the universe opens itself up for a few seconds to show you what's possible. With Keith Conrad. You know, everything is not an anecdote. You have to discriminate. Here's a good idea. Have a point. It makes it so much more interesting for the listener. One person who has a pretty amazing story to tell is Herbert Alford from Michigan. Back in 2011, Alford was accused in the shooting death of a man named Michael Adams. Alford was ultimately convicted in the murder and spent almost five years behind bars before being exonerated and freed last year. All along the way, Alfred had maintained that not only was he innocent, but he was actually 20 minutes away from the murder scene at the airport in Lansing when it happened. He might have been released early or never convicted in the first place had Hertz Rent-A-Car turned over a receipt in a timely fashion. The receipt in question shows he actually was at the airport Hertz location six minutes after Adams was shot. Now, as you might imagine, Alfred is suing Hertz, and rightfully so. Seems like he might have a case against a few others. I can't think of a reason for Hertz to refuse to hand over the receipt for so long. But the prosecutors had to know that that potential piece of evidence was out there, and yet they still threw the guy in jail before they got to the bottom of it. Moral of the story, always save your receipts. And more importantly, the first rental car company that includes verifying your alibi in their loyalty program gets my business. Get busy living or get busy dying. If you go to my website, keithconradmedia.com, and sign up for my free email newsletter, The New SideQuest, I think I actually do have a record of when everyone opens the email. So if you're accused of murder and somehow your alibi is actually proven by when you opened my email, I'll be able to help you out there. Plus, every weekday you'll get a smattering of stories just like Herbert Alfred's. Also, don't forget to rate and review this podcast wherever you happen to be listening. And shoot me an email at greateststoryeverpodcast at gmail.com if you have a yarn to spin. My guest this week is someone I've known for, oh, about 15 or 16 years now. Jessica Curtis, thanks so much for joining me. Hey, I am happy to do it um, for you, my friend. Anytime. Uh, well, I may take you up on that. We haven't had any repeat uh, customers here on the Greatest Story Ever podcast, so I think uh, I, I think you're off the hook after one. Well, yeah, but I, I will tell you that I am a big proponent of the idea that um, life is all about great stories. So I have um, I, I like to think that I have a wealth of them. Well, as long as you have one, we'll be in good shape. There we go. That's I am winning thing. at life. We, we've had a couple dating stories. Like, uh, for for example, I actually talked to my wife about a date that she was on before, you know, long before we knew each other, uh, where it, it basically ended with the guy howling at the moon, like, like literally <laughs> howling at the moon. And uh, which also gave me a chance to tell the story of uh, the worst date I was ever on. Uh-huh which was, it, it happened to be the day that uh, Neil Armstrong passed away. Okay. And so I, I happened to mention that because it, it happened like right as we were, you know, right as we were coming together. And uh, she says, oh, that that's terrible. Didn't he, uh, didn't he just have to give up his Tour de France medals? Oh. 
And I was like, no, that that's uh, that's Lance Armstrong. And then oh, she said, no. well, who's Neil Armstrong? And, and that was it. That was the oh, date. Was yeah, you were day. like, I got to go. Yeah. So, uh, so I mean, we, we've had those stories before, but uh, I, I actually think yours might top it. I, I, I'm pretty confident. I'm pretty confident. It, uh, it's, a, it's a showstopper. Uh, this story, I will tell you, um, is so great. I ended up, I, I called into a, a radio show um, probably about a year and a half ago now and told this story on the air. And I won a trip to Aruba. And, wow. uh, which was like, bad, it was like bad blind date stories. And, and I'm like, this is again, not to oversell, but it's, uh, it, it, it's fantastic. So, um, basically, as you know, um, Mr. Conrad, since we've been friends for way too long, um, I was once married and, um, then I wasn't. And so after I, I got divorced, I moved home to my, my hometown in, in upstate New York. And my I was renting an apartment from my mom and dad. And yeah. um, what was that? I said, live in the dream. Correct. Right, right. Um, in, in, in my apartment was in, in part of my dad's um, main office building. So like you wouldn't know that it was an apartment unless you knew I lived there, right? You would think it's an office. So we had um, a tenant-wide yard sale this one weekend. And I was outside with my trusty uh, dog, Chester, at the tenant-wide yard sale peddling uh my sundry items to people and all of a sudden this woman came up to me and she i i look just like my mother she recognized that i look just like my mother and she said oh my gosh you're sue's daughter and i said i am and she said oh you look just like her da 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 da, da. and so we got going back and forth and and so in the in the midst of the conversation um i had said that i just I, I live, I live here. Um, I work in Manhattan, um, whatever. And she, so she's like it, it basically interviewing me. She asked me all these questions. What do I do for fun? And, you know, at the time I'm like 30, um, do I, do I go out in, in my hometown? Do I go out in Manhattan? And I said, yeah, usually when I do stuff and hang out with, with friends, it's, you know, I, I go to the, city to hang out because that's where all my work friends are and whatever so all that to say she she starts telling me about her son so she's like oh you know i i can't remember now it's been i mean it's been a, a good chunk of time she was telling me whatever his he just graduated or was in process of graduating from college but it wasn't like his master's it was some pro, it might have been a, a like a post uh post bachelor's type program but it wasn't anything where um, he was like a PhD or anything. So I'm doing the math in my head and I'm like, this dude is probably like 23, which is way too young for me. So, um, she's like, when, um, when I leave, I'm going to give you his phone number. You need to call him up. And I said, 
oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause I don't want to be rude. I said, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I'll, I'll call him. I'll call him. Um, give me his number. So she goes around and next thing you know, she runs into my mom and she's t- talking to my mother and, and, you know, it's a small town. So my mom knew her. And then, you know, in the midst of the conversation, they're talking about me and I look just like my mom and um, blah, blah, blah. So this lady, my mother says, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry to hear about um, your nephew. Um, I can't think of the guy's name right now. I, I'm so sorry to hear about your nephew passing away. And she said, oh yeah, you know, um, the the wake is actually tonight. Um, and and so it it clicks in my head. I I used to go out and and party in my twenties with this guy's brother who passed away, like the brother of the guy that passed mm-hmm. away. So so I I said, oh I'm so you know I I didn't realize that you're related, and I'm so sorry to to hear of his passing and whatever. So she continues on, and I'm trying to avoid her at this point. So at some point she she runs into my dad, and she's talking to him, and then she gets a piece of paper and a pen, and she writes down this kid's phone number and walks out to me and says, here's his number. You got to call him. You got to call him. He's, he's really shy. He doesn't, he doesn't do a lot. He doesn't like to go out. You got to call him up and you'll have a great time. And, And then she goes, Oh, actually you should just come to the wake and meet him. And I said, excuse me. She goes, come to the wake. just come to the wake. I'm leaving now, but it's from five, uh, five to seven and, and, whatever right whatever they do uh four to four to six and seven to nine come to the wake come to the wake i'll see you at the wake i go oh yeah okay see you at the wake so this lady drives off and i am like i cannot believe this crap so i tell my mother and my father and i i take the the poor guy's phone number and i crumple it up and throw it in the garbage number one you're too young number two i'm not going to awake to meet you so all of that to say it's probably like two weeks later. It was right around Halloween. I am packing for, no, I guess it wasn't in Halloween. I'm sorry. It was, it was just, uh, it was summer. Cause I was doing the um, presidential debate circuit and I was packing for a trip somewhere for work. And I had my inside door open and my storm door was all glass and I'm packing my bag and my dog starts barking and I look up and who is standing at my storm door, but this woman, and her son. <laughs> so I go to the door and I go, Oh, Hey. So she says, well, um, we, we were in the neighborhood. Um, I know, you know, your dad has mentioned that there, you have a, a swim club. Um, we had an indoor pool at the time. Um, I, he said, if I ever wanted to see the, see the pool, just to come see you and you would show it to me. So I said, okay, no problem. So I went over to, um, next door and I let she and her son into the pool room. And she started basically like, uh, telling me all about her son and telling her son all about me, right? This is, this is Bradley. That was his name. This is Bradley. Um, Bradley likes long walks on the beach and pina coladas and uh, mm-hmm. reading the newspaper every Saturday. This is Jessica. She likes this, this, this and commutes to Manhattan. And so the poor guy does not know what's going on. He is so embarrassed. He's like red in the face and he's not saying anything. And then she starts going to me 
I told you he was shy. I told you he was shy. And he is mortified. So he's going, I'm not shy. I'm not shy. And it gets into this really awkward argument. So I basically am like, all right, I am going to show you to the door and wish you all the best. Um, if you have any interest in a, in a uh, membership with our pool, um, contact my father. And that's, that's the end of it. So um, that was the, the last time that I, I um, saw her or he. And um, it is a story that shall live in infamy for forever. You know, I think if you had actually told me the first half of that story, I would have said that that's the, the weirdest, you know, date s- story ever. And, and then you had to go and, and add the, the second half of uh-huh. that. I, I, I'm not sure which one was more painfully awkward. Right, right. And you know what? As I'm sitting here talking to you, and this is so this is so funny, but like. I'm talking to you and I'm looking at, I'm, I'm at my office and I'm sitting at my desk and I have a picture of, of, I have pictures of my dogs all over my, my office. So I'm looking at a picture of my dog Chester and I have a Tony Blair, uh, operation enduring freedom, um, playing card and my old business card from when I worked at Fox. And then I have another business card that I, I looked at and I was like, Oh my gosh, that might actually be the greatest story ever podcast. So let me let me just spin off of what I just told you because this one is also hilarious and amazing and then I will stop talking. So this <laughs> this business card is and I will um text you a picture of it after afterwards. This is a business card that has a picture of a Lyft Uber van and it it says Scooby Doo and it has um the windows are Scooby Dooed out like and it it has um the mystery machine in the back window and so i'm in des moines iowa for a fundraiser i volunteered to go there because in my experience with the iowa caucus i love des moines and i love this um very fantastic pizzeria called fong's pizza um it's like chinese food pizza really good crab rangoon pizza to die for so i volunteered to go to des moines to um, this fundraiser so that I could go get Fong's pizza and sit at the bar and have a beer and whatever. So I get out of, I get out of my work event and I call an Uber and the license plate of said Uber says Scooby Doe, D-O. So I, I looked at it and I said, Oh, that's funny. They must be a really big fan of Scooby Doo. So I am standing there with a bunch of people in suits and all of a sudden up rolls this minivan with Scooby-Doo all over it. And I, the, the door automatically opens and I get in the minivan and we're driving and I'm making small talk with this gentleman. Um, the back of the business card says his name is Norm. So Norm and I are chatting and I go, wow, this is quite a van you got. He goes, yeah, it's really great. Like with the college and, and whatever, right. Or the bar scene, I, I, um, pick people up. I, I tell them the doors are open and just jump in and I drive them where they got to go and all this stuff. So I go, uh, yeah. All right. And he's like, Oh wait, check this out. So he hits a button and all of a sudden there's lights all there. He'd like taken like the best way I could describe it would be like the, the, 
the lights that you'd see in the the walkway on the airplane, right? On the floor, or like those like pipe lights. He has them piped yeah. all into the corners of the vehicle, right? So he turns these lights on and I go, this is better than the cash cab. And so he, he goes, the cash cab's got nothing on me. Check this out. So he hits another button and I start hearing this like hissing noise and I don't know what's going on. And then all of a sudden, before I realize the whole vehicle is full of smoke because <laughs> he has a smoke machine in the minivan. So he can't, I mean, like, dude, you can't see out the windows, right? So we get to my hotel and he drops me off and I get out of this smoke filled van and he, he gives me his business card. He, he asked when I was leaving. I said, I was just there for one day to go eat at Fong's and, um, he, he was like, call me tomorrow. If you want to ride, I'll pick you up. I'll take you to the airport. I was very appreciative. Um, I kept the business card because, again, that's another uh, fantastic story uh, that has uh, the best story ever podcast. Wow. That, that, I'd have to say I'd have to give the the wake story a, a slight advantage of the three, but but they're all they're uh-huh. all pretty good. Uh-huh. 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 Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Well, thank you for sharing your story, Jessica. Anytime, my friend. I, I appreciate the opportunity. And um, you know you know me. I'm always, uh, always happy to banter. If you think you can top this story, shoot me an email at greateststoryeverpodcast at gmail.com. Gabatron?